Shirt Show. All right, let's go. Shirt Show! Talking Shirt! Shirt Show! Talking Shirt! Shirt Show! Talking Shirt! Shirt Show! All right, episode five of Shirt Show. We're talking with Casper and Yvette from Cartoon Fabrique in Holland. Let's go! There you go. Yes. Oh, got it. Yay. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey. <laughs> cool. We're all Hello. Here yeah, and there's, uh, we were wondering if there was going to be any sort of lag, you know, like how, how if we ask a question, do we wait 10 seconds or how that works? But <laughs> it's pretty quick. Yeah, I think it's, it's really quick. quick. Yeah. Technology. Uh, technology. Yeah. Wow. So you put the kids to bed? <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, have you put your kids to bed yet? It's uh, two in the afternoon. That's so. not too early. That's just right, isn't it? <laughs> I try all day long just to put them to bed and like go to bed. But you know, whatever. How many what kids do you have, Dylan? Two. Two. Yeah. Cool. Nine and uh, yeah, seven and nine. Okay. Boys or girls or both? one boy, one girl. The king's four. couple, we call that. Yeah. <laughs> and you have, do you have four? I, I want to say. Yeah. yeah, we have four. But we, we put in a joker, a, a one-up, and we got twins. Oh, so really? We first had two, and then uh, the third one was twins. <laughs> yeah. Good so twins. now we have four. <laughs> twins are girls, right? Yeah, twin girls. That's awesome. And that's enough? That's it? Just four? Or you? Yeah, no, that's more? enough. No, <laughs> uh, we were just visiting a uh, a couple that had just had a, a baby, and then you are a little bit in doubt of, of adding a fifth. But <laughs> when you're holding <laughs> a baby, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> we're maybe adopt one. You know, <laughs> no fun until they start screaming, and then you can give them back. <gasps> yeah. <exactly. laughs> yeah, we have somebody here out right now on maternity. Um, she's coming back in July. It was her first, so I'm cool. Yeah, yeah, she's having fun. Do we have that here too? Uh, Somebody on maternity? No, it was uh, uh, the 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 date is uh, the 11th of July, okay. and he is a father who works here, so it will be the first uh, baby. In so in Holland, how does that work? Uh, the the father goes out on maternity also for a while, or? Yeah, it's just new uh, rules before, uh, and they start on the 1st of July, so he's lucky. And um, before oh, that, uh, before that, it was only two days only off. Only two days. For dads. <laughs> and now it's yeah. uh, a week uh, paid by your um, boss. And then uh, five weeks after that also, you get off. And then they, um, uh, and the government pays that. Oh, wow. So you get uh, six, six weeks. Yeah. yeah, and is that is that the same for the woman too? So the exact same plan, or no? Or is it no, for women it's three months. Okay. Yeah, but in Scandinavia it's much better. They get like a year, one, one and a half year, and they can divide both between you mean paid or, or, or yeah, paid, yeah, one yeah. and a half year. Yeah. <laughs> wow, and you're in, you're included in Scandinavia? No, no, no. no. 
I need Audio to read geography. I need to look up on fresh up on my geography. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. You guys are just over there somewhere. I have no idea. What you're <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going to take a shot at this. Uh, Dylan didn't want to, but uh, we're going to say your name. I'm going to go. Uh, Joanne, no, you, Joanne, you want to go first, and then I'm going to say, try and guess uh, your name, and then Dylan, uh, you, you take a shot. So Joanne, <laughs> you're up first. Oh, Cation Fabric. <laughs> so, yeah. That sounds good. That sounds really yeah. good. He said, "Yeah." Oh, well, mine was no, going to be almost. That <laughs> <laughs> don't don't. Uh, so no reaction much. yet. No, no reaction. Your turn. Cation Fabric. <laughs> Are you reading that? Yeah, I just read it. Yeah. Read? <laughs> Dylan's turn. That was pretty, but you said what I was going to say. I was going to say Catillon Fabrique, but. Mm. Ooh, I like that at the end. Wow. That sounded good. It's so French. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is it really then? Yeah. It's, it's uh, I think the best uh, um, trick for you guys is uh, to use the word cartoon. And leave the R out. And leave out. the R out. Yeah. And then you get True. cartoon oh. fabrique. Oh. Cartoon fabric. We got the last. We got the end. Yeah. The second part. Yeah. 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 And it's just a trans translation of cotton factory. Oh. So oh, the that's, that's awesome. uh, cool. This translation is what again? Cotton factory. Oh okay. Okay. I think so. you should just call it cotton factory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were talking to in-house prints, and they uh, started to, to explain their the history and how they started. And he started in his bathroom. Literally. moved to his gar uh, basement, I think, and then garage yeah. or something. And then we finally caught on. It was like, oh, in-house prints. We get it now. We get it. And then and we're like, oh, you should have called it uh, in-bathroom prints. <laughs> in <-bathroom>. Is <laughs> that what it was? Or in-restroom? Restroom prints. Restroom prints. Actually, we, we uh, started with only cotton shirts, but nowadays you have all kinds of sustainable blends, you know? Right, so right. Actually, it's not a really clever name, <laughs> but still That's happy awesome. with it. Huh? It's a good name if it makes sense. Yeah, well, we have uh, some people stopping by. You know, they do like a, a day to the big city and they come in and they say, this isn't a, this isn't a factory after all. This isn't a factory. This is You're shop. not producing <laughs> cotton. <laughs> <laughs> They're expecting like this yeah. really large factory, but that's the joke inside the name. Yeah. So uh, yeah, they're they're quite disappointed. <laughs> yeah, that building that you're in is is really unique, and um, and so how how did you is that the first uh, location you had? I think is that where you started in that shop? Mm, no, we started uh, a little bit more more out of the center in a smaller shop, like really really small. Um, but before, uh, we started with a cargo bike. Oh, yeah, before that. I had like, the I don't know if bike. You, Yeah, no? that's how we started. Yeah. The, oh, I think it's called box bike in the US. Like, like a, a, a bike with a, a big, uh, uh, a big. You had the printer on the box. back of the bike, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, on the front. So yeah. it's like, <laughs> a, like a, <laughs> Really? Yeah. I've, I've seen, I've seen those before. Mm. Have I've you really seen one? Yeah. Hmm. I didn't even yeah, know. It's like thing. a cart. It's like a cart on the front with bigger wheels. And then the back, like you can actually sit on it and ride it around town, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like yeah, that. I've seen it. That's it. Yeah. And uh, we had a really ancient one from a Dutch uh, bicycle company. I think it was about um, 80 years old. 
and oh, we wow. we built this uh, 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 module that you could uh, transform it in in like ten minutes into a shop. So, yeah, I can show you, but uh, <laughs> with these sticks and like a, like a tent and all, and uh, and then we went to festivals and. Um, and we uh, just set up the, the the box bike shop and sell uh, our own designs from the bike. And we didn't have an actual shop yet. But that so were you really, like, yeah, were you like burning screens and everything at home then? Yeah, we had like uh, a lighter on the on the balcony uh, in the in the balcony closet, and uh, and the frames underneath, and just one uh, solo uh, printer. Awesome. I guess it, wow. it was called Econotex. Maybe you know the brands. <laughs> so was the the bike successful then? Did you guys print a lot of stuff? Yeah, yeah, it was really uh, successful and a really good promotion because we went on all the festivals and people start asking not just for the designs but also to print for the festivals and for their shops and their restaurants. And then, uh, yeah, that couldn't be managed on the balcony. <laughs> so we started to print uh, for clients as well, next to our own designs. So we started in um, anti-squat, uh, I think it's called. Anti-squat yeah. building. Is that a word? That's a word, right? No, uh, no idea what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> like, like the people who, uh, who uh, take over a house that's been empty for a while. Oh, squatters? Squatters, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so we had a we had an anti-squat shop. So they were provided by the government to keep the squatters out. Oh, okay. okay. And uh, we could rent it. Um, so we started there. Uh, and it was only one euro per meter. So we had two hundred and seventy-three meters for uh, two hundred seventy-three euros, and that's about a dollar, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was a really good place to start. Yeah, super cheap. You had to save money for equipment. And then uh, we started in uh, our first shop, and it was just at the other side of town. And did that was, shop have, um, did it have exposure? Like, uh, so you have a retail front where people walked in, like a front door mm -hmm. and, and placed mm -hmm. orders? Yeah, but it was not, uh, yeah, it had that, but far less than where we are now. Um, but it was uh, across the street. There was a discotheque. Is that a word? A venue. Yeah. A venue. A discotheque sounds so the lady. lady club. Yeah, like a club. <laughs> yeah. And uh, in the club, and uh, mm -hmm. so people uh, would uh, we would light up the shop at night as well, so that you could. Um, I think uh, it so was visible like already. Yeah. You guys just like to confuse people then because if you try to make people think you're a cotton factory and then you were trying to make people think you were like a disco, you were a <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's so our, essentially you guys are just liars, really. That's what you're saying, right? They're a disco yeah. cotton factory. They have a strobe light. <laughs> disco <laughs> cotton factory. Hey, that's a good <laughs> name. They dance while they make we, cotton. We once uh, joked that we wanted to have a disco ball above one of our presses, just like spinning oh, nice. all day, you know, like yeah. shining. Cool. But the printers are getting so sick of that so fast. <laughs> Laser we have, shooting we have a, in the, with Christmas, we have this tree on the on the carousel. Okay, with a real tiny tree spinning. No, actually, tree. quite quite big tree. <laughs> no, <laughs> not compared to American size trees. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we kept so, our Christmas uh, tree up for I don't know 
It was well into the quarantine. We probably had our Christmas tree up until well, about a month ago. Yeah. So. Well, the quarantine hit and I was like, well, it's a little bit of happiness. I'm going to leave it up. So yeah. It lasted until almost May. I saw oh, it, wow. Joanne. Mm-hmm. I saw you. I saw it in your story that you were tearing it down. In-house mm-hmm. prints actually still has their tree up. So they're the winners. Okay. Yeah, yeah they win. Mm-hmm. Cool. Next year, it's just staying up all the time. We're not even taking it down. <laughs> it's easier to put up at Christmas because it's already there. That's right. right. Just got to dust it off. All right. So how did you guys end up in your shop now then? Did you just grow out of the other one and decided to move into that one because it was a better spot or? It's sort of. We, uh, it was, it was uh, definitely getting too small. And um, uh, so we were already on the lookout and we didn't want to go to a, like an uh, industrial I, sorry, it's my English is not uh, to You're the doing maximum, great. but I, uh, like a, uh, an industrial plant, as I call it, or just uh, yeah. uh, somewhere not in the city where lots of companies join and one big place. Mm-hmm. We did not want to end up there because we just like the city so much. And um, so we were very eager to find something bigger, but still in the city center. Um, and then we saw this place, uh, which was uh, rented to friends of us who were uh, running a... It was anti-squat. It was anti-squat yeah, also. As well. But they were renting it also from the anti-squat. Um, and we're running a, a graphic uh, design studio. Um, and so we knew uh, who was uh, renting it. And we also knew from them that uh, somebody, or somebody, not somebody, but the broker uh, they were wanting to sell it um and so we were renting a very small apartment ourselves and we didn't have a mortgage and so we figured what if we could buy a shop instead of rent it and that that then would be our mortgage um and so we wrote a note (laughs) by hand right Mm -hmm. you did it uh, because the broker that was supposed to be selling it went uh, bankrupt. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Oh, no. and, uh, yeah, and, um, but we still uh, wrote a note and we put it in their door. And then... They, uh, we just made an offer yeah, to, we, to buy it. Yeah. We just <laughs> just a wild it. guess. Yeah. And <clears> then um, quite a while later, we got a phone call. And, and they were saying, yeah, 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 we found your note a while back. And, uh, okay, uh, we want to sell it, but we need to sell it quick. And uh, do you want to buy it still? And we were like, yep, we want to buy it. And, um, and it worked out. And we just bought the shop. That's awesome. That's did you get it? I was going to say, did you get it for what you offered? Yeah, exactly. That uh, I, I guess we made an offer that was too high because they wanted exactly that number. <laughs> and uh, it, it was two years before the end, uh, two days before the end of the year. So they wanted to to um, plus their numbers. Yeah, to raise right. their numbers and in selling. Yeah. I guess. So, so you they, had a, you had a close on it in two days. Yeah, in oh, the same yeah. year we had yeah. close in the same year. So we had uh, like twenty four hours to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> With, no pressure. Yeah. No, no pressure. pressure. Oh, but it was <laughs> it was fine because now um, nowadays um, it's uh, much more worth. Well, and you already knew you <laughs> so, wanted it, so yeah, it's a good yeah. investment. And to rent here in the city center, it's only possible if you put in a restaurant or or a 
cafe or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, the meter price is it's extremely high. Super high. The same yeah. as in Amsterdam. So it's a really good investment, sounds like. Yeah. 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 So but do you guys then, live there as well then? Not yet. <laughs> We're oh. eager to buy. A, it would be very cool to have the... the, the the, the top, uh, the top the stairs, floors. yeah, yeah. But they are. Uh, it's uh, not uh, something that will happen soon, I think. But, but what did happen was we we bought this um, ground level, and um, and it's not really that big. It's okay, but it's not. It's only a hundred meters. Yeah. So. so we had a manual press and um, heat presses, and uh, we used the front of the shop to have. Uh, uh, like a t-shirt shop because we're in the city center and people just like to buy cool shirts as well. I'm and trying to do the math in my head what 100 meters converts to. What's oh, square foot wise? Right. Like, is oh. it, does it go? I guess it would be. Is that you know what? It, do you know the conversion, Dylan? I, what's I, the math on that? It's a Why are you looking like, at me? <laughs> <laughs> it's a foot like a uh, foot size in a square. Or yeah, yeah, like we we. Um, like we know square foot, so like yeah, foot by foot. That's how I know. Okay. Well, it's one foot by one foot. So a meter is almost like three feet, right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's nine. It's nine feet, one meter. So we had three hundred feet. Okay. I guess. So. Oh no! Wait, We're confusing everybody who's listening to this. <laughs> 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 Nobody so who listens to this is a mathematician. <laughs> 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 So you have one million square feet. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Totally get it. But we, we really had to move to a new place because the, the press in the first shop, it couldn't, it could only spin with really small screens. <laughs> so it was really narrow. So we could only use uh, screens like this, like uh, 50 centimeters, two and a half feet, two feet. Okay. One and a half feet. <laughs> <laughs> so it couldn't spin. So we really had to move because it was... Uh, but now you're talking about the previous yeah, shop. Yeah, I like the previous shop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so how, did you, how did you get your equipment in your new shop? Was there like an easy access to get like uh, no. an automatic in there? No. No, it, uh, it even couldn't be uh, delivered by road. Because the 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 cellars, the ancient cellars here, they are from the 13th century, and you can only drive with a thousand kilos. What's a kilo? How many pounds? Man, all these numbers. Two pounds. <laughs> Two pounds. Kilo. <Okay>. Kilo. <laughs> I don't know. Doesn't matter. <laughs> no. It just you cannot uh, put an. Uh, there cannot be heavy vehicles on the canal roads because okay. it will. That's a much better way of putting it. (laughs) (laughs) Heavy. Let's just say heavy from now on. Heavy. (laughs) And um, uh, yeah, so you could not, uh, like a press would be too heavy or even a truck cannot ride this road. It can only Mm be um, small cars. So they had to bring it in one part at a time? No, we had had to deliver it by boat through the canal. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah, we, we had to rent the boat of the of the government. Yeah. <laughs> we rented it. <laughs> it's just a weird story. We had to no, rent this it. is a cra- this is an awesome story. You don't ever yeah. hear. Yeah, but this is actually, so before, here. 
before before this, uh, so we had the ground level shop, eh? and then it was getting too small. And then we knew that there was this Werfkelder, this cellar underneath the shop, and it was rented um, to someone else. And um, uh, and of course we wanted this cellar, but it was already taken. And then there, uh, this uh, guy who's renting it was um, making it a bed and breakfast, but it's illegal. You cannot make a bed and breakfast in an ancient werf in an ancient cellar because there can be it, it's just not a place where you can sleep it's because there's because of the ghosts right yeah the ghosts and yeah. also <laughs> uh, you know possibility of fire and not get, having emergency exits it's just you cannot do it hence the ghosts hence the ghosts ghost. <laughs> and um, and they also made a kitchen in it but these ancient buildings have all kinds of uh, cracks and things that will uh, it's just not a new building. So when they would cook in this uh, bed and breakfast, it would just smell like garlic here all day long. So it was just not possible. So we talked about that with the renter that, that um, you know, fine with us if he would do this, but not to the cooking because we have a textile here and cannot have textile that smells like food. And it continued, and then we said, you know, it really needs to stop. And if you, uh, yeah, if it doesn't stop, then we will, then we will tell the government. <laughs> we're as you are, you. yeah. Now it, it took a while. It's not that we said we're we gonna tell the government after so many months of trying, and it didn't work out. And then, um, and so they had to um, leave the Werfkelder then. And then we said, well. Uh, we would like to rent it or buy it. Um, and it was a difficult story because these uh, Werfkelders, they are so old that most of the times they do not have um, uh, papers of the construction of or the floor plans. Floor plans. Yeah. Um, and who is the owner? And, and uh, it wasn't clear. So we had to uh, hire a, uh, an attorney. Is that a word? Yep. Yes, sir. And then an attorney who specializes in buildings, a fastgoed advocate, and then he was checking everything out and he said, uh, for you us, have a case. you have a case yeah, you because can sue or sue. Yeah, you, you cannot can, uh, sue, but you, you, have a, you have a foot behind the door. <laughs> I'm just saying all kinds sure. of things. That works. <laughs> that totally works. Okay. And um and um to to uh yeah, to say like it's not clear if this maybe is already part of our shop or if it's uh, for a part it's already um ours. And then um and then they were willing to uh, participate in uh in selling it. And then we bought that as well. And oh, so the, the building that you're in is when was it? You, do you have any idea when it was built exactly? Well, actually, the the the, yeah. the the front cellar was built in the uh, the 13th century. Um, wow. Yeah, and the, wow. and the, it's so old. And then there was like a, a wooden building on top, and uh, we have like three uh, cellars behind each other. And uh, the last cellar was built in the 1500s, and and uh, they connected it in the 18th century. So wow. we have like three, uh, three. cellars. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, 
that are really ancient. What so were they, enter, what were they used for originally? Well, we have this canal here. It's called uh, the Oude Gracht. And uh, oh, they, oh. Um, yeah, the Oude Gracht. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they yes. uh, would uh, yeah, provide the whole city through the canal on, with boats. And they would... Uh, Deliver so the, all the your, goods in the cellar. Yeah, yeah. all your uh, and the, they were already here. It was already uh, uh, merchants, you know. It was already yeah. like a center with food and a beard across the street of, or across the canal. There's a big brewery. It, not now, but then it was a brewery. They would make beer and use the water from the canal to make the <laughs> beer. <laughs> and uh, yeah. and um, so it, uh, boats would just provide uh, everything you needed from for your house or your company, and it would go into the cellar, and then they would move it up into the building. That's how Dylan makes his tea still, uses the water from the canal. Yeah, what, what are we yeah. drinking? <laughs> yeah, right. Are we, well, are, are we uh, drinking? I'm thirsty. <laughs> She oh, has wow. a, uh, what is that? A wheat, so wheat, a wheat beer, beer. Boulevard. I have from a, Kansas City, Missouri. a mug of water, and this is what I'm doing after this. Okay. <laughs> well, what time, I, is, it, what time is it there? Oh, it's only, is it? It's two. 1.57. Yeah. Oh. Afternoon. And right it's now, fire. fire trucks are going by. I don't know if you can hear that, but. Yeah, we hear it. There's on. a fire station next door. Okay. It's pretty good. <laughs> So you you got to go back to this. You brought your press in on a boat that you had to rent from the government. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we can never move. Yeah, we could move, but we need to rent a boat again. Yeah. Mm. Actually, we we bought a really shitty uh, conveyor uh, tunnel that has been broken down for six times already. Uh, I guess in uh, two years. Yeah. And we really wanted to trade it for another one, but that would cost so much to move out the the, uh, the automatic and the oh, conveyor. Oh, so you can get around it? No. no. <laughs> so that's a big problem. But I love it's, it's conveyor. It's working. Now. It's working now. Yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. I have this great wine. Would you like Ooh. some? Yes. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll take some. Um, it was made from the canal water. Where's your, <laughs> yeah. where's your wine from? Oh, uh, it's from um, Italy. It's a, a Pinot Grigio. Oh. We, we uh, have this organic wine trend here in, in Holland. I don't know. Or uh, it's called nature wine. I don't know if you have <laughs> it over there. It's unfiltered, unfiltered wine. I know there's organic, but... I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, this unfiltered Lovers. wine has an orange color really? most of the time. Yeah, it's really nice. And it tastes a bit more beer-like, I guess, than wine-like. That's yeah, in between beer and wine, I guess. Not carbonated, though. Right? Uh, no bubbles. I don't know mm -hmm. what's... No, no bubbles. No bubbles, no. no. So you, have the, you got this press in... Uh, is it in your cellar? It's a Diamondback. No, what yeah. is it? It's Diamondback? Yeah, yeah. yeah Diamondback C... Uh, um, it was the biggest that would fit into the space and uh, and it was actually quite a problem when they brought it we had paid to make it really small because the, the door opening is one meter uh, and one meter and four centimeter uh, and then they, they put it uh, from the boat on the wharf 
and I just immediately saw they didn't make it smaller. And we, we paid like one and a half thousand to make it smaller. To think, dismantle it yeah, so that you, it would fit you know and then they would it, Andy, put it back together in size. But I, I just immediately saw it wasn't made smaller. So uh, I asked that and they said, well, I don't know. And we measured it. It was one meter and four centimeters. And the door opening was one meter, uh, four centimeters and four millimeter. So oh my God. Yeah. And uh, they wanted to try. So it took like a whole day and it, it was stuck uh, in, the, in the ancient uh, door way. And it was like a nightmare. And it was totally damaged as well. All the paint went off. And <laughs> so eventually it got inside. But um, yeah, it was quite Jeez, I would have been sweating the whole time. Like just getting it off the truck, yeah. you know, is already mm-hmm. um, have anxiety the whole day. You know, because if, it, if anything goes wrong, then... Oh my gosh. So now you're trying to squish it through an ancient doorway. Yeah, but now you've yeah. got we have to, now you've got to tilt it goofy and to get it in. Yeah, it, they had to tilt it. Like uh yeah. But it worked out. Yeah, Everything worked is out. inside. Yeah. Yeah. So how much of your guys' business is local versus shipping it? Is it almost all local? I think it's like fifty percent that's local. Yeah. Half. Yeah. So a lot of lot of goes to Amsterdam and cities around Utrecht. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, sometimes to Belgium as well, Germany. I saw you guys have a, a couple uh, DGG printers. Do you do a bunch of that too, or does it just kind of supplement for certain jobs? No, we we noticed that uh, our business is a little bit shifting to uh, direct to garments. A lot of people ask for yeah, full color items in low quantities. Mm-hmm. So that's quite ideal to, uh, to, use to produce. The yeah. We're very happy with it, actually. And the new uh, brothers, the GTX, we didn't have any problems with that. And the ones before that you have uh, for sale, Andy, <laughs> it has a lot of problems yeah, with, the white, with the gone. white, right? Oh, it's sold. Oh, it's sold. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. Congrats. Well, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, the white inks are a problem, but in a new GTX, it just uh, automates the, the 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 cleaning all night long. I, I think it will turn on uh, about uh, yes, sometime. Mm-hmm. It will just clean itself and uh, circulate the white ink. And we didn't we didn't uh, change uh, printing it or didn't have any problems at all. So and so you're pre-treating shirts and things like that still. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it also started with, uh, um, because our company actually exists out of three parts. So we have the printing and we have live printing on events, but we also have this t-shirt shop in the front. Uh, And uh, when we first started, we designed all the prints ourselves. I used to draw and uh, Casper was better with using the computer, with making designs. And uh, we would hang them in the front of the shop. already printed on uh, shirts but then the uh the it, w- it we just didn't couldn't find the time anymore to design all the shirts for the shop as well and do the printing and do the whole company and the staff and all those things um so we were trying to find a way to still have cool designs in the t-shirt shop and uh, we also have lots of clients here in the city um who want to start a brand 
uh, or who are designing and are really good in uh, making super cool art and um, would come in and say, oh, I would really like to have my art printed. Um, and um, so we would explain, you know, starting from like 25 pieces, it would be uh, interesting for reselling. And below the 25 would be, you know, you would have a less of a margin. margin. Um, uh, and uh, and then most of the times they would just think that would be too risky and that they would be stuck with all the extra smalls or the large or how would they sell it or they would just um, and of course you can do it with a pre uh, pre order thing but they would just see too many uh, uh, too many beers on the road <laughs> is that a <laughs> no, that's mad. too many obstacles. For them to uh, do the to do it, and then we thought, oh, what a waste of all these super cool arts! And then, um, so now we made uh, for the front of our shop. We do cartoon club, and we do um, uh, every quarter. We invite four different designers who already we already know through the shop who went uh, who came here, or we just find them through Instagram, and they design four designs per designer, and we hang them in our shop. And then you can just choose a design from the wall and a shirt, and we print it in five minutes on the DTG machine. I love so, that. That's really cool. Yeah, so we yeah. have don't not, we don't have any stock in the shop. No, well, we do have the the shirts hanging yeah. there, but they're not printed. <coughs> we print them on demand. So organic blanks. So you can mix and your can Yeah. So, and jo so now Joanne, would you like to participate <laughs> in the <our>, club? <laughs> yes. Really nice. Yeah. Yay! Cool. Yeah. So that's Cotton Club, I guess. Cartoon Club. Yeah, Cotton Club. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So uh, right now, is it? What is the it like for you as far as open? You know, I, do, were you in quarantine? And is your store open? Can people come in and shop and everything like that uh, now? And or do they have to wear a mask? I'm curious how it is in Holland. Yeah, it's uh, at the moment it's really good because the level of people. Uh, uh, at the moment, there in in the whole of Holland, there are 30 people in hospital with uh, COVID. 30. Wow. And um, so it's it's just it's yeah. existing, but it's like very minimum. Um, and um, and and we were we were allowed to stay open the whole time, as as long as we kept the distance of one and a half meter. So that's. Uh, like six feet. Twelve feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> six yeah. feet. And um, uh, so uh, we could uh, stay open. But um, it, uh, so now it's good. But in the beginning in March and April and May, it was, uh, there were just, it, it was super quiet. Just everybody stayed uh, home. Yeah, home. all businesses were closed. Yeah, everybody, so. uh, if you could work from home, you should work from home. So um, businesses back to what it was pre-COVID? No, no. Okay. no, it's about 50%, I guess. Yeah, we're so, seeing that uh, here at our shop. We're seeing that that's similar. Mm -hmm. We're probably 60%, yeah. I, 60, I guess. Oh, that's 60, great. Yeah. yeah, last month was like 25%, so it was really bad. Now it's 50%, so I hope this will continue like that. Would we get a lot of uh, shocking news from the U.S. about yeah. the numbers? It's you are rising, yeah, I just, right? And I not just looked your at the, state, but <clears throat> I just looked at the total confirmed cases for New York, and it's three hundred ninety-seven thousand. 
Mm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But that's not uh, in hospital. They're not in hospital, no. Uh, no. It's just positive. Yeah. As of, what is it? As of June 19th, it was 703 mm. that had it. So. And are high. there... Uh, are they changing the rules again? Um, I guess from city to city, state to state, you know, that, that's kind of how it, how it went from, from beginning, really. It's, the state, it's kind of up to the states um, as far as how they close or how we, you know, whether or not uh, we're wearing masks or, or whatnot. But, yeah, right now I just read we're headed to Florida uh, next week, and I just read not the part yeah, of Florida, Florida we're going to, but um, I heard uh, Miami – yeah. And we're not going to Miami. We're not. We're going to the Gulf side. Mm. But um, you know, you would think. And so, why we why we're doing that though is going to the beach, going outside in the sun, vitamin D. You yeah. know, outside. Uh, well, that's that's the place to be, not inside. And so, mm-hmm. um, we weren't going to the discotheque. You know, down in Florida. No. <laughs> we were, <laughs> no. We we were going just to you know relax on the beach and it's like hotel room to beach. Yeah, with book and mm. quiet. You know, and so. Um, and so we'll see. Um, are the, where we're going right now is still open, but yeah. kind of day I don't day. know if it's going to get canceled. I hope not. You were just go, you were going on holiday. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Next on the fourth, uh, it's um, usually for our shop historically anyway around the fourth of July. The week before the fourth and the week after is uh, a lot of vacation time. So ah, we have people okay. out in our business. Uh, usually slows a little bit. Yeah, business slows mm-hmm. big time. That's that's a it's a huge vacation yeah. time. Oh yeah, we have yeah we have that in August, the first okay. first two weeks of August. It's really uh, slow. Everybody goes on holiday, um, and we're we're. Uh, it's interesting to see how if that will be like that this year also because right. now um, uh, there are still code red countries in Europe, uh, so that you cannot travel to. And um, only like a couple of weeks ago, they opened France, so we can go to France, um, and we will. <laughs> it's really nice to go there. Um, but it was uh, there are still lots of countries in Europe that um, I don't know how many actually, but there are still some that you cannot travel to, uh, and they all also have their own different rules. It's not the same as the Dutch. It's not this. It's not like that. They have the same rules in all of Europe. It's totally so different. It's different per country. Yeah. Mm, I see. Yeah, but weird we, times for sure. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, weird times. Actually, we feel quite lucky with uh, 50% because we know print shops that have uh, don't have any work at the moment because they only print it for events or mm-hmm. only print it for sports uh, centers. So, Yeah, I agree 100%. We yeah. could, you know, uh, looking back when we first furloughed uh half the team i i had i figured the entire summer we mm-hmm. would we wouldn't even be close to 50 percent. so here we are now and we're we're at 60 percent. and yeah i would have taken that uh that deal um back then for sure so yeah not complaining that we're at 60 percent, but it's a reality you know it's a new reality that um it's kind of a new normal a new normal for for now Right. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I hope it's not um i don't know if it, how long that's sustainable you know so we're half of our business nearly half is, is, is school business. And so um, in America, we go back to school in August, mid-August. Mm. And so it's sort of a wait and see um, until then what, yeah. what happens and what schools come back. So mm. then we'll, uh, 
then we'll adjust if if they don't we'll, we'll do something else maybe we'll mm. uh we'll move to holland yeah yay <laughs> and how is we have uh, a cellar talking, talking about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go live in the cellar that's right uh, talking about uh sustain sustainable sustainability is that a is that a thing in uh in america in print shops yeah, yeah. for sure Dylan, is it growing or yeah I'm not the most sustainable, but yeah, um, we do as much as we can, uh, just to try to, you know, cut down on waste and everything like that. Uh, we actually just a couple of weeks ago, switched out all of our poly bags to, um, biodegradable bags. Mm, cool. Um, and That's we try idea. to, re- we try to recycle a ton. The, the thing is though, is it, it's hard for print shops. Like they, it literally needs to be something that they morally want to do because it's financially it makes no sense because mostly because like the poly bags that I got are over twice the cost mm-hmm. of a regular mailer. But I got to think I, I could use a thousand mailer bags like every two, three weeks or if not less than that. So for me spending double, which it really, it boils down to me like 10 cents a bag. So mm-hmm it's worth it for me to spend that money than to have a thousand more plastic bags that are just going to end up in the landfill. So, um, stuff like that, just recycling as much as possible. We, um, we, when we expanded, we, uh, the new space, we tore down, tore out all the old lighting and, uh, converted everything to led. And then we, in the new space, and then also we retrofitted all of our lights in the, in the old space to led. So, they all match and they're all LED. And so um, lighting is, you know, people don't think about it, but that's even a, definitely a green thing to do. So Mm -hmm. Mm. I see you guys use a bunch of water base. Is that because you try to do that as well? Yeah, we, we, uh, in in Europe, you have this, I don't know if you have it as the same in the U S this global organic textile standards. No, not that I know of. Oh, it's a certification for inks. Uh, so we have that for our water inks and our, all our textile is uh, GOTS certified and also the digital inks and also the embroidery yarn. And you can uh, have a certification as a company. Um, and Does that work? Do you have somebody come out, uh, you know, from the government, I guess, and they certify you? Yeah, yeah. And we also have... Um, um, we are a climate neutral company at the moment. We had this gold certification and uh, because we all uh, also have LED lighting and we heat it with, uh, with air and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we had to buy the last CO2 that we produce. We had to compensate it. Compensate it. So now we're like climate neutral, but uh, a lot of our clients are looking specific for, uh, for, uh, sustainable printing yeah yeah did you, i'm sorry i was just gonna say people ask for it a lot specifically. yeah yeah i don't get a lot of people that ask for it hmm. we yeah. always just get people that want it as cheap as humanly possible <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's it <laughs> and it's not the, like the ideal customer yeah mm-hmm. but yeah the customers that uh um take value in the sustainability yeah yeah, they don't look at the pricing so much. Oh, right. They do so, look at it, but yeah. it's they know it's uh, <coughs> they just understand that it's not, uh, you know, that the the cheap, uh, like the 
the pricing for sustainable uh, gear should be the normal and the super low pricing should be the extreme. That's true. Yeah. It's like backwards. Yeah, it's backwards. Um, and we are noticing that it's the that um, more more and more people are getting to understand that. No. Yeah. And we yeah, started. I think, oh, yeah. I think there's too many beers in the road to mm. get to get to this uh, <laughs> to get to sustainability. You know, we got to move yeah. the beers out of the way. Yeah. Right. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Big beers. <laughs> the ten foot square beers. Yeah. They. That's, that's true. There are lots of bears on the roads, but you know, got to start. I feel like in the U.S., everybody's trying to get there, but there's just a lot of stuff going on. Um, but I know, like us, like me and Andy, both kind of have the same. Like we're trying to do everything we can do, mm-hmm. um, but it definitely takes a little at a time, adding it all in. We're not by far. We're not like gold standard stamped like you guys are, but mm-hmm. we're trying. You know, like, for example, though, some of the equipment M&R makes is, is really green. So our eco-rinse, where we, you know, rinse screens all day long, it's the yeah. same water. Um, yeah, so right. you, you fill the tank and you have a wa- uh, tank full of water and you rinse the screen all day long. And we don't drain it at the end of the day. We drain it once a week. Um, and um, there is some fresh water rinse at the end, but it's pretty minimal. So we're not uh, wasting water. Same thing goes for the Ecotext, you know, our chemicals are in the the 701 goes in and it stays you know and it stays for two months and then the um, uh, same thing with reclaim in in that chamber so it's pretty green uh you know with regard it could be way worse i guess uh, that's what i'm saying so i love uh some of the automated uh some of the equipment that we have definitely helps us get closer Mm -hmm. cool another fire (laughs) and how how did you guys meet joanne and andy (laughs) you want to tell that one (laughs) Um, he was opening up this shop and I was a kitchen designer at Lowe's and he came in to buy a front counter for the shop and I happened to be the one that helped him. Oh, wow. And I knew it wasn't for a kitchen. And so I asked, I said, you know, it's obviously isn't for a kitchen. What's it for? Cause I was just curious. And he said he was building a shop and I was like, Oh, I'm an artist. Are you hiring? <laughs> I said, yeah. And you want to get married? <laughs> Cool. For real? <laughs> it didn't escalate that quickly, but... <laughs> the next day. Eventually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought about it for 24 hours, and I was like, okay, you're pretty hot. <laughs> yeah, how did you guys meet? <laughs> well, we met at the... I met him uh, when he was behind the cargo bike on a festival. And I was at the festival uh, just having a good time. And I saw him uh, standing there, and then I thought, yep, that's and you, him. And you bought and a shirt? I didn't. Yeah. And she, no, she, I didn't buy a shirt. She tried on a way too small shirt. Yes, that happened <laughs> to impress that. me, for real. Yeah. Like a small. <laughs> extra, extra small. Oh, yeah. And then, um, now we went, uh, uh, we, we just had a chat, and then he said, oh, I have this uh, very cool shop. No, he didn't say that. <laughs> I have this shop, and um, do you, would you like to drop by sometime and uh, and uh, have a, a cup of coffee? And uh, and then I went to this first shop, and then I tried on lots of shirts, and then uh, it was a fact. I was uh, I was working together for you uh, all day long, or you're in in you're in the same room. 
Yeah, we are. We have we share an office. This is actually our office. Oh, yeah. oh this here. is the office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're and that's how you, that's how you sit to right next to each other like yep. you are right now. <laughs> we both use the same computer, one keyboard. Cool. Yeah, I'd miss her too much if it, if she were she were in a different oh, wow. office. So mm-hmm. we've been in this office together for almost eleven years. So it's like uh, we've been doing this for so long, and we started it was just the two of us, and so as we grew and scaled, and people um, joined us, I mean, we we just took on different roles and. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like, um, I really like it. So um, we get along well and yeah, we do. We get along well. Works for us. And it's nice too, because he knows me so well that when say I'm overwhelmed and I have lots of problems, he can tell without even asking me like when I need extra help or, you know, Mm. he'll just, you need to go eat something or take a nap. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Cool. So can you guys talk a little bit about your live printing part of the business? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we, we, we made this uh, flight cases. Uh, so we have uh, like six flight cases with built-in uh, small carousels we can put on top of it. So um, we go to events to bring the flight cases and the company just rents us for uh, like four hours or or a full uh, day. Or eight hours or 12 yeah. hours, full day. And uh, and they buy the blank textiles from us and we print on the spot. And we also do that with uh, direct, we did it with direct to garments. But we have, we have to to take the whole machine to the to the event, like 130 uh, kilos. And it's also but, uh, too fragile, this yeah. DCG printer, you know? It's just too too much of a hassle to bring it to an event, so we're not going to we're going to stop that. Right. How far are you guys traveling to go to events? We we did some events in Belgium as well because we saw this happening in uh, in the U.S. This live printing, and it's done there for years. But here in Europe, nobody is doing that actually. <laughs> so we thought, wow, we. We were already doing that with the cargo bike in uh, way back, but uh, we thought we should do that in a, on a professional way, like they do in the U.S. So we're actually one of the first mm-hmm. who, who can uh, do that. Uh, who can do large numbers and uh, on events? Yeah, on yeah. events. So yeah, we do a lot of events, but now not anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> For well, that's a while. what I was wondering how it was yeah. affecting your business. Yeah, it was uh, about uh, I think twenty percent of our uh, total. profit yeah. total. So we can miss that, but it's yeah. not ideal. No, but it's yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, then it was really good. You were diversified. You know, you have the events, uh, you have yeah. your clothing yeah. lines, and you know, yeah. and custom work and stuff. So yeah, that's uh, it. Was really you were positioned pretty well then for this. The yeah. um, and so do you, sounds like you negotiate, you said you went for four hours or a full day. So you negotiate like this, it's a package or a price already. So it's a predetermined, you're not going to an event, un, like not knowing how much you'll sell. In other words, no. you go no. there. Maybe they just pay for our presence for four hours or eight hours. And next to that, they have to pay for the textile. So that's how we do that. And we actually and if it's Family yeah. Industries for some advice, how they oh, right. do it. Matt. So, yeah. yeah. Really cool guys. But um, yeah, 
So we do get that request, though, uh, that they uh, say, well, we don't know if it will work, so we just need you to bring uh, all these sizes and shirts, and then after, uh, you just count how many uh, you printed. But uh, we never did that, no. So when you go to the event, you're printing, you're not charging anyone, they're just getting the shirt? Like yeah. they, don't, they don't buy the shirt? No. No. And that doesn't work. We we had some events that they would charge yeah, a little. Yeah, in the beginning. Yeah, yeah and uh, people wouldn't do that. No, because so. most of the events that uh, they already uh, people who go there, it depends on the event, but already bought a ticket for a lot of money, and they just don't want to spend another ten euros or whatever five because they think, well, I already bought a ticket, so I just I'm not going to spend more money. Dylan, is that how you run your events? Or do people buy I shirts? do it the exact opposite. <laughs> oh, really? Mm -hmm. We do both. I mean, it, we always do like like you guys are doing. Like we do the corporate events where they pay for everything up front. And then we just go and we make shirts. But we do a lot of the ones where we go and sell. Mm -hmm. um, but we're very picky and choosy about what ones we do. Because mm -hmm. in the beginning, we were doing any event. And then we would find out like, wow, this sucked. Like we didn't sell any. No. Um, so after a couple of years of figuring out what were good ones, what were bad ones, um, we we definitely do. Basically, all the ones that we like to do that way are the ones where the people who are attending, like we're the only vendor. And it's like a special mm -hmm. event where the shirt is specific for that event. It's got the date on it. It's got, mm -hmm. you know, it's stuff where the people that go want to buy something to remember that event. Mm. So those are the ones that we try to do. Or we try to do like you're doing, where they pay for it up front. So we and do both. You, yeah, and do you also say that then to the to the uh, customer who uh, who asks you for a proposal? What if uh, a customer comes to you via someone else who already had you at an event, and this new request is someone that doesn't fit the you know that you know already uh, you're not going to sell a lot there and yeah, then we just have to you have to tell down. them okay mm. but what's and what do you tell that customer then to why you will not do it there usually i just have usually i just have questions where it's kind of like what what's the attendance level mm -hmm. um all these other things because usually if it's under a couple thousand it's not even worth going because we basically found out over years of doing it that our numbers if you're selling an event is almost always 10 percent of the crowd so if there's a thousand people, you're only going to sell a hundred shirts, mm -hmm. you know? So we gauge it by the number of people and then we say, okay, it's going to be worth it or not. And then usually when they ask us if we can come sell, we say, well, due to these numbers, this is roughly how many we're going to sell. It's not worth it for us to come. But if you want to buy the shirts up front and hire us to come out, we can do it. So mm -hmm. we kind of try to pitch both ways, but mm. for us, it's not really like, part of the business honestly it's like mm -hmm. uh like before covid and stuff we were printing almost every weekend um but for me it's more just a a bonus for my guys at the shop so i have two two rigs basically so i can do two different events the same weekend so to them at the end of the event say we make like five grand at the end of the event i just split it between the guys that went really mm. yeah so i take the cost okay. of the shirt out so say the shirt's two bucks, I take $2 out and then we all split the difference. Mm. 
So they're stoked on doing it just because for me, yeah. it's more as a business owner, it's more of a marketing tool because we're in the front of all these people all the time, our names mm-hmm. on everything, you know, we're handing out cards to people who are business owners and everything else. And my guys are happy because they're making a ton of money on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're really so, motivated right. to sell. Do you so, find that they burn out at all? I mean, if they're working no. at the shop, you know, they fight week. over it. <laughs> That's awesome. They're made, they make more at a live event than they make working all week. Mm. interesting so they fight over it like they get pissed if like somebody wants to take their spot or they have to like they have a a family thing already happening and they're like damn it i can't make it to that event like they get mad that like somebody takes their spot it's a lot of money to earn in a day or a weekend yeah right plus like most of the things we do are parties so like it's free food there's a band playing people are having fun so it's kind of just like a good time anyway yeah Mm. Sure is. You only do like silk screen printing or sublimation yeah. as well? Mm-mm. Just screen printing. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we, yeah. we we plan to make it more interactive with the with the with the crowd, so they can just design their own uh, yeah prints. And we want to do that with sublimation, but yeah, there's definitely planned. a big market for that if you're willing mm-hmm. to travel. Like Family mm-hmm. Industries and Hit and Run and all those guys, like they do amazing jobs with that stuff. But yeah. that's their business model. You know what I mean? Like they're they're looking at that as like a serious business and they're traveling yeah. all over the country and doing all these things. It's like, I can't do that. Like I literally just do stuff that's within like, you know, 200 miles. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to, it's just a weekend thing. It's not like, you know, let's send a whole crew to do this big event for, you know, Toyota right. or something. Did you buy a trailer or something? How do you get from... Yeah, I have a trailer. I have a trailer that's full of gear that we always leave in there. And then we have a whole nother setup that's in the shop that we throw in the van, like the work van. So one crew can take the van and another crew will be with me and I'll take my normal vehicle and I'll just tow the trailer. What do you guys do? Just send it down the canal? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> just uh, rent a canoe and just ride <laughs> <laughs> some floaties. They make they make a raft. <laughs> yeah. right. now we used to rent uh, trucks to bring it all, but then we saw Family Industries just uh, shipped, uh, it. shipped mm. it with UPS. So we do that as well, uh, UPS or some courier. Yeah, uh, courier service. service. Yeah. yeah, yeah, works really great. So, do you ever lose anything? Like equipment that yeah. was stolen. Yeah, we had this one time at the tech event that we're, we're just in time that we saw people uh, taking two MacBooks. <laughs> so, wow. yeah. Mm-hmm. And what I if just, the courier or the shipper loses your stuff or damages your stuff? Yeah, didn't happen, but yeah, no clue. I think it's now, I think that's... Uh, it's insured. Yeah, it's insured. company, yeah. yeah. Because I've always thought of that, like they ship their stuff all the time or they're, you know, they they ship it and then they fly to an event. My biggest fear would be to get there and then find out your stuff's not no there. No equipment. Mm, yeah. Right. right. <laughs> That's terrifying. So you guys, where do you go for coffee? Where's your, uh, where do people in, in the Netherlands go to get their coffee? Starbucks? We do have a Starbucks. We never go there. <laughs> <laughs> We no. do, uh, yeah, we have uh, a really nice coffee shop uh, next door. Not a coffee coffee shop. Also a coffee shop. Also a coffee yeah. shop. You don't understand. They're, they're, they're like other food, but then they also have coffee? Oh, no. 
No, I was I was uh, referring to the coffee shop where you can buy wheat and hash and. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But this, I mean, a normal coffee shop. We we are in a street with lots of coffee shops. So um, and um, my best friend Maria has a really nice uh, lunch room with uh, the best coffee in town. So normally we'll pick it up there. And they bake their own croissants mm. every 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 night. So yeah. we have fresh Yum. croissants every morning. Yeah. And then there's a coffee shop next door. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> yeah. When they closed down with the corona, you had these uh, lines from one kilometer to get, to get some last uh, joints and, and pots. Where it was total panic <laughs> yeah. when they closed. Yeah, I don't think they ever closed those in the States here. They're essential. Think. Yeah, they're essential. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> like liquor stores and uh, I don't know things to keep people sane, basically. Right. Mm. So this is a usually Andy's question, but what's for dinner, or what was for dinner? Well, um, it's a we had a kapsalon. Yeah, vegetarische kapsalon. Okay. Yeah, Can I know you say that. that? Right. Repeat it, please. We had the same no. thing. <laughs> How do you say it? <laughs> vegetarische kapsalon. It's a weird uh, dish uh, um, and a kapsalon me- means a hairdresser salon and vegetarisch means vegetarian. So it's a vegetarian and, hairdresser uh, salon. Vegetarian hairdresser salon, <laughs> that's how they call the dish. And it just, uh, it was invented by a guy who um, had a... a Take out food shop yeah. next to a hairdresser, and the hairdresser would always come in and say, "Hey, I need uh, chips with on top a uh, kebab, and then on top of that cheese, and on top of that a salad, and on top of that <laughs> garlic sauce and uh, hot pepper sauce." And that dish you call a kapsalon. And you now, made this, or you bought and it? We made it, but we made it more nice with good, healthy ingredients. <laughs> And the kids that eat was this for dinner. Yeah, the kids eat everything. Yes, mm. there's nothing they won't eat. That's good. That's a really hard thing to do. It is, but it's necessary. Yeah. Yeah, you should yeah. Uh, try the vegetarische kapsalon when you come to Holland. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we will cook it. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, we have. Maybe you should come sure. here instead of Florida. We would for sure. And actually, that was you were. Um, we we had planned on coming there this year. Yeah, it you would know, be so um, cool. But everything happened, and, and mm, so here we I are. I know. Yeah. When you come to uh, to uh, to the uh, to Missouri to come visit us, then what are we going to make them? Well, when you go to New York, you're going to have speedies, right? I have no idea what that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Me just uh, it's like a kebab, right? Yeah, so, it's like a chicken oh. kebab mm-hmm. with special with some special dressing that yeah. you marinated okay. in that he sent me some, and so uh, you can have speedies. When you come to St. Louis. Toasted ravioli, that's what we're known for, I guess. Not Jasmine, toasted ravioli. So it's like a ravioli, ravioli. toasted ravioli, you know it? No. (laughs) But it's good. It's first it's cooked and then it's toasted? Yeah, it's just like ravioli, but I think they they, you bread it and then deep fry it. Yeah. Really healthy. And you dip it in marinara. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, yeah. It sounds good. Super healthy. It's delicious. Yeah, super healthy. Just like salt potatoes. Exactly. Oh, the salt potatoes. (laughs) You should try that. (laughs) Well, it was nice meeting you guys. Yeah, super nice. We're glad we could uh, 
you know, talk and meet up. This has been great. Yeah. We've, really uh, nice. You and I are, your, your shop and ours, we've, we've talked for so long now. I feel like at least a couple of years off yeah. and on, you know, and so finally have a conversation. This is, this is awesome. Yeah, we should do this more often. Not tape it, but then just hang out. Hang out on the interwebs. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah.